This show is brought to you by Impact DFW. Impact DFW is Fort Worth's leading queer social group with virtual events happening every day. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, and all podcast platforms. They literally have everything. Now go over there and support them because they support us. Just love that intro. It's your boy Prep Up here, and hola, hola. It's been um, a week since I've heard from you. Hosting is a podcast where we talk about queer sex. We also take an honest look at prep use, and we change up the format a little bit. So I'll actually be in the booth with the host um, and kind of talk more about their story. So kind of like how we did it, and we're going to continue to do it like this. So. Hosting will be um, hosting will be live every other Friday. So we'll have a new episode coming at you every other Friday. So check back every other Friday for a new host. Today we have a precious little puppy uh, named Angel that's going to tell us a tale about a time when they hosted. So without further ado, um, here is Angel's tale. My name is Angel, y el día de hoy les voy a contar una historia about the time that um, I basically hosted for someone. Uh, so my pronouns are he, him. Uh, my position is, I would say, top verse. Uh, my sex number, I honestly do not remember more than, you know, than my fingers and toes. That, that much I know. My story took place in El Paso, Texas. I was basically 18. I was 18. Yep. I met the person on a place that no longer exists for hookups. Not really anymore, but Craigslist. It's bad, you all. It's bad. Um, we hadn't been talking that much. It was just, you know, just like a one or two date thing. Um, I was just like experimenting, um, and basically I, you know, somebody was looking for sex and I wanted sex. So I decided to go to this, um, guy's house and I don't know why I never asked for a picture or anything like that. So when I first arrived there, I was really surprised when like, uh, like an older, older gentleman opened the door. And they were like all excited and they were like, oh, you know, come in. How, how, how are you doing? Like, blah, blah, like, how you been and stuff like that. Like, you know, can I get you a glass of water or something like that? And I was like, ah, no, let's just, you know, kind of like get this thing going. Like, I kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, basically, honestly, all that I can remember from that one day is that um, Law & Order was playing on TV. It was, I want to say if anything, it was maybe like five minutes, which for me felt like a damn eternity. I was just looking at the TV, I swear. And afterwards, it was like, hey, you know, we should make this um, 
a daily thing. We should be like friends with benefits. Uh, he was basically telling me like how his sister also lives there and they were remodeling the house, but she wasn't there and stuff like that. And I was just like, uh, I was like, okay, kind of like, I'll say, okay, because maybe I'll get kidnapped or something and I'll be able to leave. Um, so then I left and I just went to the store, bought some cigarettes and I was just smoking. I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like that person could have been like my dad or my grandpa or something like that in between those lines. And I was just like, ah, ah. and something could have just gone completely wrong. Um, my first time getting tested for an STI, it's something of like a similar story. Also Craigslist. Um, yeah, I'm glad Craigslist doesn't really exist no more. <laughs> uh, but basically, I was just really worried because I did what I did. Um, I did not use a condom. And then I remember I texted like uh, one of my ex-partners, my ex-boyfriend, and I told him how worried I was. That, you know, something like I was seeing something different. And I was like, there might be like an ingrown hair or it might be like herpes. I was like, uh-uh, like I'm worried. So he's like, well, I'll go with you and, you know, we'll get you tested and we'll see, you know, what happens and whatever happens from there. You know, we'll take it from there. We'll take it one step at a time. Like, you need to stop overthinking. You need to stop worrying and we'll see what happens. I remember I was really worried uh, just sitting there in that waiting room. Like, it's just like, oh, they're going to be judgy. They're going to tell me this. I'm going to tell them what happened and they're going to look at me like, you know, with just like a really judgmental look. Um, I remember I tried asking, you know, can this person come with me? Because I just feel like really uncomfortable. Like it's my first time being here and stuff like that. They basically said no, because everything's confidential. Just like, okay, I understand. Um, I understand I'm giving you all my permission, but I also understand, you know, it's confidential. So then we went in, um, they tested me. They basically saw, you know, and they're like, oh, no, that's just an ingrown hair. Like, we're still testing everything. But, you know, it's nothing for you to be alarmed of and whatnot. And I was just, like, a little bit more relieved when I heard that. But I was still waiting for those test results because, you know, you never really know. Once I get those test results, I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it was just, like, a false alarm. It was just, like, me overthinking. But, you know, I could have gotten something because I knew better. I knew I should have used the condom. I was meeting, you know, people like basically from Craigslist saying that, you know, their door was open and, you know, they were going to be hosting all night and they were being going to be like um, bondage or whatever. And, you know, whoever wanted to come in could just come in. So, yeah, that was a really high risk thing. And yeah, I knew better back then and I know so much better now. But still, it's just like crazy stuff we get ourselves into. So Angel, Prep Poppy here. Um, so with that first experience, did you what did you take away from that experience um with that with that person? So you said that you were kind of catfished. Uh you felt like you were kind of catfished in that situation? I would say I was kind of catfished. Um in a sense, I would also say no because I never really asked for the picture. I just I don't know why I thought they were going to be like closer to my age. But with, now I know better. With the ad was like was there like lower down pictures? Did they at least show that? Or was it just like, hey, come to this spot situation? So with the first person, um, basically it was just like, oh, you know, I'm looking for this, blah, blah. There was no pictures. With the second person, it was more like, an, it's like, it's an open door kind of thing. You know, do what you want. 
Um, and I just kind of like, oh, you know, it's going to be safe in a sense because they're not going to be seeing anything. They're not going to see me. So they wouldn't be able to like, you know, oh, you know, I had sex with that person or something like that. Okay, okay. So so kind of both situations were were almost more kind of like anonymous situations where yes. it was some anonymous sex. Come in, do your thing, leave kind of thing. Basically. But the first one... Yeah, you met the person face-to-face and everything. Yes. Okay. Um, so with that first experience, I think we've all kind of been there where maybe, you know, we get to the spot and maybe don't expect the person to answer the door. Um, or it's someone that maybe we don't expect. Um, I know that I've definitely been in that situation um, and kind of awkwardly stayed there and... Um, went through with everything uh, just to not make it an awkward situation or I felt like, kind of like how you were feeling where I was like, I don't know what will happen if I will try to leave. So um, I think, well, at least I know for sure that I've been there. Um, But learning from that situation, you know, did you do anything different after that? Uh, Because I definitely had some situations where I was just like, smoking some cigarettes, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life, um, kind of things, but did you think after, like, for me, I think, I think it's always good to share your location with a friend or anyone that you might trust to let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm not 100% about where I'm going, um, I'm just gonna send you my location so you'll have it, so you can tell the cops, um, come over here, uh, did you do anything like that afterward, or, um, what did you kind of learn from that experience? I mean, I would say yes, in a sense, um, have this one best friend she's a girl she's awesome she's my bestie um but i would say like we basically call each other hoes because you know everybody's a little bit of a hoe deep inside even if it's just a little but like i basically just tell her everything now and i'm just like you know if you don't hear from me tomorrow then you know you should probably be worried because i'm going to sketchy plays <laughs> or something and this person might not be who they are and i do remember ones that i also Definitely, I did get catfished, and I'm just, like, glad I had her with me um, in the car because, you know, this person was sending, you know, images and whatnot, and they definitely looked like they were, like, in the 20s, maybe, um, if anything, like, barely in their 30s. Once I got there, this person looked older, and it was, like, a quick glimpse because, like, they just opened the door real quick, and then they just closed it, so I was like, hmm, I think I'm being catfished. But then I still decided to stay because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, something. Um, but definitely, I would say my best friend, like, was there. I was, you know, that much worried that something bad was going to happen. I did, you know, decided to drop her off. And I'll be like, just in case, you know, like, I will share my location. Uh, you know where he lives. I was like, but I'm going to go drop him off. And, you know, I'm because she was telling me, just keep your cool. Because at that moment, I got just so angry. Because it's like, why didn't he just tell me his age like you know why didn't he send the pictures of him now not the pictures of him like maybe 10 15 years ago I was like just why like you shouldn't be doing that to people and it's it was just funny to me afterwards also because he's like oh I have body issues and I have all this stuff and it's like "Uh uh-uh don't try it back at me honey like you're the one catfishing not me (laughs) girl literally been in that in the same situation where People will be like, oh, we'll send me a picture and send me a picture. And it's, yeah, it's a picture of them 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, if 
you know, ex- same, exactly the same thing. Like, if you're not comfortable with your body, don't send pictures, but send up-to-date pictures so people yeah. know, you know, what they're expecting. But, like, even then, it's, like, all these preconceived notions of what people are looking for, but, you know, that's not to say that the person's not going to like how your body looks now. So why even kind of do that? Um, but, so, okay, so the, both of these instances kind of predated prep is what I'm kind of thinking. So was was this before prep? Did you hear about prep? Um, or was this kind of before that? I would say prep was already there and everything. I just didn't really know much about it back then. So when would you say it was the first time you kind of heard about prep? Um, I would say kind of when I started actually like going out more to the clubs, not doing that much, I would say, bad stuff in a sense because, I, you know, I did meet this really cute guy living in Basel and he was just visiting from Dallas and he was really cute and like I don't really do the first move so my friend my best friend kind of pushed me towards him and then we just started dancing and you know like a courage and whatnot and we ended up like back in his hotel nothing happened until the next day um but I already knew from it back then I would just say I was a little bit skeptical and I wouldn't really say skeptical but I had a partner that I had mentioned it to him and he's like well we don't need that well why would you need that unless you know you're going out there and being a hoe like that's just what they like you know if you're having sex with multiple people then yeah you need to like basically being a hoe that's basically what he said like if you're doing that then yeah of course you need to drink it but if you're not then you know there shouldn't be any reason only you know like hoes drink that that's basically what he was telling me so I was like okay then maybe I shouldn't because maybe yeah I'm just in a you know monogamous relationship just with one person but then also in the back of my head it's like well how exactly do I know this one person is just with me and you know if they think this about a preventative measure what do they even think about testing because I know I've gotten myself tested and I'm a negative but you know do they even know that themselves or are they just guessing they're negative very very true and um i think it's interesting that kind of your first perception was it was from someone that you were in a relationship with and they were kind of showing prep as you know a hoe drug or in a negative way um and that was your kind of first impression of it is oh it's a negative thing for you know um people that are hoes or people that are you know sexually active, and spinning that into a bad thing. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting that that was kind of your first impression of it. And it was coming from someone that you probably loved and trusted and had, you know, um, a loving relationship with. So um, don't be slut-shaming people, people. Like, that should be the first of all. And don't be <laughs> slut-shaming your boyfriends. Um, if they want to be hoes, let them fucking be hoes. And have a whole friend um, that knows your whole location because that's always good, yeah. too. So if anything, um, get some whole friends and show your whole location. But okay, so um, have you been on prep before? Are you currently on prep now? I am not currently on prep. I am looking to get back on it again because, you know, life happens. Um, but I have been on prep before. Um, and it was basically I was on Truveda, which now it's changed to Discovery. That's awesome, Angel, because AOC could actually hook you up uh, with prep and get you on prep since you're not currently on it. And Right now, all of our services are through telehealth, so you don't even have to go into the clinic at all. Um, you can do, go and do Quest Labs, 
and then it's a telehealth visit um, with a practitioner. So we can definitely hook you up with that. So, and you're talking about Truvada, yes. So Truvada was the first medication that was approved for PrEP. And now that there's two medications on the market, there's Truvada and Discovy. So uh, both are just as effective with uh, preventing HIV and only HIV, but they are offering those two medications for people who want to get on PrEP now. So when you were on PrEP, did you have any uh, initial side effects with it? Um, what was your kind of your experience when you were on it? So I would say, like a little joke, I guess, breaking the ice. I would say the one side effect I wanted, but I didn't have, oh, was like that little weight loss. <laughs> You know, drink a pill and you will lose weight. That would be so awesome. Um, but no, I did have some side effects. Um, I wouldn't really say they were that bad. One of them was basically like I got like a stomach pain whenever I did eat. Maybe that's why people lose weight. I don't know. Um, but it was just a matter of finding out what I could eat for that moment. Because it was just, if anything, it lasted, I want to say a week, maybe less than that. And then I was back to my old routine you know doing whatever i was doing the only other side effect that i did have that i did not understood when they told me the first time about i was going to have vivid dreams until i had them it's like damn those dreams are really realistic like wow it's like if you're awake like wow but i'll say those were the only two things and it only lasted if anything a week probably less than that and it's funny that you say that because the dreams were something that they told me about too and it was something that I didn't experience, but I wanted to experience. And I was like, they kind of said, they said dreams or nightmares. So I was like, cool, I want to see like what I'm going to see. But like, I didn't necessarily see anything. But with the stomach ache, yeah, I definitely had some, some like abnormal stomach pain for that first week. And then after that, my body got used to it and it was nothing after that. So, and what they kind of explained to me is like, your body needs to get used to the medication. Um, and that's what it kind of felt for that week. And then that was kind of it. And I didn't have any kind of side effects. After that, and I was taking, and I've been on the medication for um, a while, so. And I just want to say, like, damn, the size pill makes so much of a difference. Like, it's so much smaller and so much better. That's very true. So the Truvada is a little bit of a horse kind of pill. It's a big old kind of thing. And Discovy's a lot, is more like a Tic Tac. Um, it's like a lot, a lot smaller um, than that one. It's interesting, um, you did feel some judgment with PrEP initially, um, you know, with that first boyfriend. Uh, did you feel that pill made you more sexual? Did you feel more free when you're on it to kind of explore more? Um, or were you still kind of in that mindset of, you know, this still only protects against HIV, I can still contract other things? I would say in a way, and like I still kind of feel it in a sense, it's like I feel a little bit more free. Because, yes, like, I keep on telling myself, you know, it only protects against HIV. Because that's the truth. It only protects against HIV. And, like I say, nothing's 100% effective. So, you, you're still running a risk. It's just not that much of a huge risk anymore. So, in a way, I do feel a little bit freer, um, you know, drinking PrEP. I feel like it helps me, you know, whenever I go test every three months or whatever the case might be. I'm not that much nervous anymore. I'm still a little bit nervous, but I'm not just, like panicking over the place like what am I going to do with my life like all this other stuff because now it's like okay I have something working for me rather than against me so you know it's like how I tell friends now it's like you know maybe you should consider getting on prep because you know maybe you go out drink and you know you're not 100% there in your senses you probably shouldn't have done anything but maybe you don't you know you didn't wear that condom 
but you had something working for you rather than against you. Um, I wouldn't say I became much like, you know, more of a hoe because of prep. I would always say, you know, like I said earlier, we're all a little bit of hoes, some more than the others. And I'll just say I'm still exploring myself and my likes and what I want. And I'll say there's nothing really wrong with that. You know, just because somebody has a, a much lower sex drive than you do doesn't mean you're a hoe or, you know, that you do all this other stuff. Like, that's you and, you know, somebody's going to love you, boo, in all reality, just the way you are. So if one person doesn't like you, boo, them, you know, whatever. Life goes on. But, yeah, I would say no, prep. Prep is really good. Um, I like it. I'm getting back on it. And, yeah. And, Angel, I can definitely give you that information for AOC to get back on it with us. Uh, bloop, bloop, bloop. But first, a word from our sponsors. Now, this episode is brought to you by PrEP. That's right. Pre-exposure prophylaxis. We love PrEP. Get started on PrEP today by calling or texting 817-992-6374. AOC provides free labs, free provider visits, and free financial assistance. That's right, you can get PrEP for free. Call or text 817-992-6374 today. And when you say drinking PrEP, you're talking about you're drinking PrEP with the pill. You're not like drinking a, a PrEP smoothie or something like that, right? You're talking about... Yes, the, okay, and I always, okay, okay. I'm a Spanish speaker, so I always say it like that. So just, you know, okay. you, know so, you, get the, you get the pill, you put it in your mouth, yeah. you get some water, yeah. and you swallow okay <laughs> i just wanted to make it clear for listeners there's not a prep smoothie there's no. not um <laughs> it's not a, a a cough medicine you can drink um it's a pill form that you take daily um that helps prevent against hiv um so is there any final thoughts that you have with the experience with um queer sex in general uh with prep that uh, you want to tell any anybody all of our listeners I would say no. Um, I say that's pretty much it. Just, you know, like I said, if you have a high sex drive, you know, own it. Be yourself. Um, I would definitely recommend prep because it's not just people, you know, oh, they're having so much sex. It's not being promoted to them. I'm not saying, you know, I'm having so much sex. That's why I'm going to drink it. But it's like you never truly know, you know, how many stories have you not heard from your friends that, you know, they caught somebody cheating, like, how many stories have you not heard or seen or you're you yourself that, you know, they're texting somebody else, you something like that. It's like you might think you're in a monogamous relationship and it's just you and me. Like, why should I drink that? But you're never really sure. I'll say that much. Even if there's so much love in there, you never really know shit happens. A drunk night out, something happened. You know, it's just you trying to protect yourself. It's not you being a hoe for whoever says, oh, only hoes drink that. No, it's you being safe. You knowing you want to be safe and want to protect yourself. If they don't respect that, then, you know, maybe they're not your friends. Maybe they're not that one boyfriend that you thought you were going to be the rest of your life with. You know, you just need to be safe. Thank you, Angel, for coming on and telling your story. Um, Was there anything else that you want to shout out or anything else that you wanted to let people know about? If you're interested in a free HIV rapid or hepatitis test, or if you know of anyone, um, MHMR does um, testing for that. We can drive up, pull up to you. Um, it's all confidential and whatnot. And again, um, if you all do want PrEP, then that would have to be through my friend here. And that would be through um, AOC. Um, but if you know or yourself want to get, you know, a confidential um, test, you can shoot us a text message at 
682-249-4731. Again, that phone number is 682-249-4731. And this is through MHMR, and all we do is basically um, rapid test. That's it. And those are tests that you can, like, so if I'm on my lunch break, I can shoot y'all a text or something, or, like, the the day before, and, like, hey, I want to get a test, you know, on my lunch break or something. Um, can y'all come by? Could they do that? Yes. Uh, basically, the test doesn't take that long. It's definitely not going to take more than like your lunch break. You should be on pretty sure like 30 minutes. It, if anything, we'll be talking multiple times, if anything, because your results, you should know them within five to 10 minutes. Okay, sweet. And I'll go ahead and put that information in our show notes too, so people can have it. Um, so if you want some confidential testing that go straight to you, so you don't even have to go to a clinic or anything like that, um, you can give them, you can call or text them. Uh, but thanks you, thank you again, uh, Angel, for coming and telling your story. Um, and yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you again, Angel, for telling your story and um, sharing that resource. And like I said, that will be in our show notes. So if you're looking for um, rapid confidential testing straight to you, um, I'll leave that number in the show notes. So again, I am Pratt Poppy. This is Hosting, the podcast where we talk about queer sex. And if you have a queer sex story that you want to tell, please, please um, give us a call. We have a hosting hotline now where you can call and tell your story. So give us a call, shoot us a text. Your your story could be read on an upcoming episode or played back for the listeners. Um, also, if you're looking to get more um, details about that story, please reach out to Impact DFW and we can set up a time where you can come in and tell your story uh, for our listeners. Until next time, guys, I can't wait to hear your story. Bloop, bloop, bloop.